The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and advisors. From the WLRN Newsroom, I'm Tim Padgett. Last month, a big anniversary in the Western Hemisphere went largely unnoticed in the U.S. Havana, one of the oldest capitals in the Americas, celebrated its 500th birthday. Among the few Americans at the fiesta was former Key West City Commissioner and Cuba native Tony Yanis. The final night, the old part of Havana there, you know, they relit the capital and there's about three hours of music and poetry and dancing. It was, it was amazing. Yanis spoke to me from Key West. He said he'd hoped to bring hundreds of other Americans with him to Havana, and three years ago that might have been easy. But since the Trump administration began a new crackdown on U.S. travel to Cuba... A lot of Americans feel as though either they can't go or it's just a hassle to go, and so they understood why there wasn't many more of us, as they call us, North Americans. <laughs> One of those Cubans Yanni says he spoke to briefly at the Havana Jubilee was President Miguel Diaz-Canel. He remembered that earlier this year, Yanis hosted Cuba's ambassador to the U.S. in Key West. And so the Cuban leader said next year he wants to visit Key West, which is only 90 miles from Havana. That's a goal that I've been looking at for over 40 years. But Yanis knows he'll likely be waiting a lot longer for a Cuban president to be allowed to visit Key West or any part of the U.S. outside the U.N. I'm very, very pessimistic at this point that it's going to shut down. What he fears is going to shut down are diplomatic relations between the U.S. and Cuba, which were only restored four years ago after being, well, shut down for more than half a century. In recent weeks, Washington and Havana have raised the animosity level in ways that lead many to wonder if the U.S. is set to cut ties with Cuba again. I think we're, we're seeing a truly ugly cauldron moment. John Kavalik heads the nonprofit U.S. Cuba Trade and Economic Council in New York, which follows U.S. Cuba relations. The cauldron Kavalik's referring to is the dispute over Cuba's treatment of a leading dissident named Jose Daniel Ferrer. He was thrown in prison three months ago. Mata Tekach heads the U.S. Embassy in Havana as its charge d'affaires. She's been especially critical of Ferrer's arrest, and Cuba is accusing her of attacking the country's sovereignty. The U.S. now accuses Cuba of harassing her. So experts like Kavalik fear this potential scenario. The U.S. recalls the charge d'affaires, so the Trump administration says there's no reason to have a Cuban ambassador in Washington. Ambassador Cabanas is instructed to leave. The U.S. says there seems to be no need to have embassies, and therefore we go back to intersections. Intersections were the diplomatic missions the U.S. and Cuba had in each other's capitals when they did not have diplomatic relations. Kavalik admits recalling Charge d'Affaires' Tecach from Havana and expelling Cuban Ambassador Jose Cabanas from Washington would be drastic. But he points out the Trump administration has accelerated efforts to roll back normalized relations with Cuba. So this may be the end game, as well as eventually placing Cuba back on the State Department's list of countries that sponsor terrorism, especially since all that is on the wish list of conservative Cuban voters who support President Trump in Florida. They believe all of the stars have aligned and this is the moment. I believe that the administration is going in the right direction. 
Irina Villarino is a candidate for U.S. Congress from Florida's 26th district in Miami. The Republican restaurant owner fled Cuba for the U.S. in 1980 during the Mariel boat lift. Villarino also feels the Ferrer case and Havana's support of the authoritarian regime in Venezuela signal the Trump administration should keep tightening the screws on Cuba. You know, I'm always for diplomatic relations, but it's a two-way street. And what we got with the negotiations from the Obama administration was basically we were giving everything and the Cuban regime gave nothing in return. I question what has Cuba done to promote our relationships with them? Villarino's question is a fair one. The bigger question is whether isolating Cuba again will produce the kind of change Cubans like Villarino want to see there. The only thing that's fairly certain is that Cuba's president won't be visiting Key West anytime soon. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and Advisors.